I am really excited about this conversation because I'm always intrigued with what is happening behind the scenes at the airport. You know, you go to those airports and they're an absolute disaster, you and know? I feel like we say this all the time that we're really excited about the conversation, which we, are. we genuinely are, but we're really excited about this because I'm hoping for some just cool stories about what really happens at the airport. Let's be real. We don't want the cool stories. We want the ones that are oh, the, yeah. oh my gosh, that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you just showed me the TSA Instagram. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Somebody just packed like half a half a pound of meth inside a jar of peanut butter in the Salt Lake City airport. So th those are the stories I'm here for. Well, like, okay. But the people we're having on, they're not, they don't work for TSA. Oh, okay. We're having on our friends, Matt and Nat, or Matt and Natalie. I call them Matt and Nat because that's their handle on mm -hmm. social media, but they are going to come talk to us today about a couple different things, but specifically travel. And Natalie actually works for a major airline out of Nashville. Um, she's not a flight attendant, but she does work for the airline. So she gets to get a lot of cool benefits, but she also gets some crazy stories. We follow her on social media and they, oh my gosh, sometimes y'all, we just need to show more grace to the, the airline attendants because they go through heck. Yeah. They have to deal with us who, well, not us, but I mean, they have to deal with people who are grumpy and angry that they're having to travel because travel days are not really all that fun. And when you were, you're based in Nashville, Nashville gets crazy storms all the time. People don't think about that. Well, they, they get do. crazy. They get crazy storms. Mm -hmm. They have tons of musicians. Tons of bachelorette parties moving through. Tons of bachelorette parties. The, the Nashville airport's just a disaster. <laughs> it just is. So we're going to talk to them about a couple different topics. Partially. Nat's job, Natalie's job, working for a major airline. And that comes with some good and some bad. So some of the bad is she'll have some really, really good stories for us. Um, but some of the good is that there are certain perks that come with working for an airline. And that allows she and her husband, Matt, <laughs> Matt, Nat, it's hard to say, <laughs> Matt, Matt is the husband. They get to do a lot of travel and they, then they share it on social media and on a blog. So we're going to talk to them about all their fun travels. So let's just get into it. Let's go. Matt and Nat, like you guys are in Nashville. You're avid travelers. Let's, I mean, let's just jump right into it. Like, tell us about who you guys are, what you do, all of that good stuff. All right. So obviously, yes, we are Matt and Nat from Adventures of Matt and Nat started um, in 2020 and uh, just, you know, the height of pandemic decided to start a travel vlog, which seems logical. Yeah, just seemed a good like time the right to do it. Yeah, do, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we've been we've been in Nashville for about eight years now, um, both musicians and uh singers, songwriters, producers, all the things. And uh, yeah, Nat, we love travel so much, got to do it a lot through music. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, now we are on a journey to see as many of the 1000 places to see before you die based off of the New York Times bestselling book. So it's been a fun journey. We started at the beginning of this year after, of course, visiting all 50 states in 2021. So, wow. yeah, we've had a lot lot going on. Yeah. All 50 states in one year. I don't even know if I realized you guys did all 50 in one year. That's that's I, really impressive. I That's a busy year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we started the first week of January and ended the first week of December. Wow, wow. so like really 11 and, and, months. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was 11 months. And, and you know, for full-time travelers, it's like, oh, no big deal. You did that. Um, but I think a lot of people forget that we're part-time travelers. Um, yeah. We have jobs that bring us back to Nashville that, are not remote. um, that aren't remote jobs. So we usually have to travel in three to five day spurts. Maybe we get seven to 10 days twice a year. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's 
it was a it, it was, was a, a challenge. Yeah, <laughs> were, you, were you mentally drained and exhausted after all those? Tra- I mean, for us, like when we go in and we're like hit the ground running, and then you know we're there three days, five days, whatever it is, and then we come back home or whatever. I mean, we just feel like we've got to curl up and just die a little bit. We're just exhausted. Die. And so do you, oh, I mean, maybe not, that, maybe not that extensive, but like, well, I mean, was that exhausting for you guys? Yeah. I, I somehow related very much with that crawl up and die, uh, <laughs> analogy. So <laughs> no, it was, yes, yeah, very exhausting. Yeah. It was a lot, especially when we had jobs to get back to where we couldn't like call out. Cause those, we already used those days to go travel. It was like, all right. And we're here. We are <laughs> smile. Yeah. <laughs> So you loved it though. I mean, obviously to continue on, like you did all 50 states and you're like, you know what? We need another challenge. We're going to see a thousand places in the world. You must've fallen in love with traveling. Is that true? Absolutely. Yes. It was as exhausting as it was. It was even more rewarding. Um, So that's obviously what has, you know, exhausting, but kept us going because it was exhausting and energizing at the same time, if that makes any sense at all. Absolutely. That's like travel in a nutshell. Like everything's so like your adrenaline's pumping, but you're also like, I just want to sleep, but I've got to wake up early and get those shots and see everything before everybody Mm. else gets here. Yeah, we get it very much. So so true. Oh man. Okay. So a thousand places to see before you die is what you guys are doing now. But I have a question and that's sort of one of the reasons why we have you guys here is how do you make travel possible? Because I know you guys both work full-time jobs. Um, maybe let's start there. Let's start with what do you guys do yeah, back you, in Nashville that allows you to sporadically take time off and afford travel? Why don't you take that for the start? Okay. <laughs> um, so we've pretty much revolved our whole lives around travel because we've always loved it so much. When I stopped touring in 2019, yeah. I kind of wanted to be home more. I was gone like six months out of the year and I would never get to see Matt. And we just got married. So um, I quit that and I was like, okay, I need to have a job that is here in town. My parents, my dad is an airline pilot, a retired airline pilot. Oh, wow. My mom was a flight attendant. Oh. And they both were like, you have to try out like, you know, uh, for the airline. I was like, say audition. <laughs> I'm so used to the entertainment industry. <laughs> um, yeah. So interview, <laughs> interview audition. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> interview for the airline. So, um, yeah, so I got the job and it's part-time, which is perfect because you can always get as many hours as you want or as little hours as you want, as long as it's like 15 hours on average minimum, like per quarter or something like that. So, um, yeah, so it's super flexible with my job. And then Matt is a full-time musician. So his is super flexible as well. Yeah. I've always been an, uh, self-employed entrepreneur uh, to some degree. Um, Music was the main part of that for the last 15 years or more. Um, And then when the travel content creation business, we started it in 2020, like I said, um, it's kind of slowly taken over more, but obviously being uh, self-employed allows me to build my schedule around our travels and move things around to make that work. So cool. Okay. I know this has not much to do with travel, but tell us what kind of music do you guys do? Sing, play, what are you guys doing? Um, so I do right now, I'm, I lead worship most Sundays at a church up in Hendersonville, Tennessee, about 20 miles outside of Nashville. Yeah. Before moving to Nashville, I was in a touring band for a decade, um, was the lead singer and rhythm guitar player, um, did that, uh, did the whole record deal and management. And that's how and we met, was and, at a music conference because I sang country music for the yeah. longest time. Yeah. So yeah, we were at a music conference that, hmm. that uh, I 
um, didn't want to go to because our record label was making us go to it. And I was, I was, you know, too cool for school, uh, trying to be a rock star. So I was like, I don't need a music conference. What is this? Like, and then I met her there. So it all ended up being worth it. <laughs> wow. So cool. <laughs> yeah. But then also, uh, produce and, uh, write songs and all that stuff. Yeah, as we've got well, a music so. studio in our basement. And so, yeah. yeah, Matt does a lot of that in songwriting. Yep. Wow. And then Natalie, what do you, do you sing? You sing, right? So you said country? I do. Okay. Yeah, I haven't done it for since COVID pretty much because this has kind of taken over my life, okay. um, the editing part of vlogs. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, yeah. So, yeah, I still do it. Okay. And, you know, I, like the true Nashville couple. Yeah, they are the true Nashville couple. Like, <laughs> I, I think Nashville is so interesting because unless you're a local there, you don't really realize like I, I, Nashville doesn't operate on like a Monday to Friday sort of oh. schedule. Like I feel like Everybody there is so nomadic. They're always traveling. They're all and so everybody's so used to like you're out of town, you're you're in town, like you know. And so it's it's really interesting. Nothing's really changed for you guys, even though you're traveling. You've been to all these different states. Would you say life in Nashville has sort of stayed the same? Like people are just used to you guys being out of the the house for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah Nashville, just like you said, uh, for people that don't live here, it's a different lifestyle because it is so much not not the traditional nine to five or normal hours um i mean well like natalie said for six months out of the year she took all of our touring friends i mean they if you're, understand, if, if you're yeah. touring you're gone usually thursday through mondays that's your work days um and then you're home tuesdays through wednesdays is the kind of typical touring schedule um so yeah that was kind of the i mean everybody's just used to everybody being gone all the time it's such a transient mm -hmm. town people are in and out constantly and nobody takes it personally which is really no. amazing so that's it's so like nice. i'll see you in three months we're still best friends this is yep. great you yeah. pick up right where you left off because they're doing the same thing mm -hmm. it's yeah no big deal at all so cool that makes so much sense i mean we're just down the street in chattanooga which by the way i can't believe we haven't crossed paths yet in person because you guys are not that know, hard right? <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> we can make it happen but yeah we always yep. think that's so cool about nashville is that yeah, people can come and go, and they're like, okay, cool, see ya. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, well, people, people understand it, which is super nice, because I think for us, sometimes when we're explaining like what we do to people, it can be a little difficult for them to understand. You see the glaze over their eyes. They're just like, so who does your yard, you know, or, or whatever. We have zero yep. grass. Everything's landscaped. Yeah, we don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the great thing with Nashville, not only the understanding the in and out of town transient side of it is also understanding the creative side of it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, content creation is just another avenue for creativity for us other than music. Sure. Um, so when you, and people, of course, everybody comes to Nashville with a big dream. So they understand dreaming big and mm -hmm. chasing down those dreams. Whereas and encouraging I, you to do yeah, it. The, the hometown that I came from, it would be a different story. It would be, I mean, even when I'm back home, it's hard for people to like wrap your head around, you know, the first question I'm sure, most people get when they're in this world is like, so how do you make money doing this? Like, you know, it's, it's like, <laughs> okay, guys, I, yes, exactly. <laughs> for sure. For we sure. get that. Yeah. yeah. That's, I hate when people ask that. Like my eyes start twitching a little bit like, oh gosh, here comes the 20 mm -hmm. answers I yeah. have to give. <laughs> well, we don't make one, yeah, then, one way. <laughs> yeah. And then we, we ask them for money is really, and then that we shake them down right there in front of them. So that's what we do. <laughs> Speaking of, join our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, right? that's right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes, y'all get it. It's so fun to like talk with people who actually understand it, especially so specifically as like travel YouTube, travel blog, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. But I, I do want to touch on uh, Natalie, your job, which is working for an airline. I, I know that that probably allows you guys to travel 
pretty significantly aside from the hours. Like I do want to dig into like if you have any crazy stories of what you guys experienced. Yeah. I mean, want, just this week alone, I saw Nashville got hit. juicy things. Yeah. Just this week alone, <laughs> I saw Nashville got hit by crazy storms. And so you were dealing with the terrible side of travel, like dealing with all the grouchy people. But before we get to the bad, maybe you could tell us like, or maybe we should start with the bad. Let's start with that. Give me some crazy stories of working for an airline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I don't have the best memory. So if Matt remembers something, you'll just jump in. And I also think there's part of that is she just blocks out the trauma sometimes. She comes yeah. home and dumps it on me. I remember it and she has forgotten it forever. So I just have to remind her. So I'll just give her little yeah. little nuggets to rem- jog her memory and then she'll go into her story. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And then she'll book a counseling session right after this, you know, just exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We've got a better help session right after this. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag not sponsored. Yeah. 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 Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> um, no, it's funny because a lot of my coworkers and I, like we have this bond and we call it trauma bonding. Um, <laughs> then we're just like in it for life. It feels like we've been at war sometimes. Um, some crazy stories. Um, I was a supervisor for a day, <laughs> an evening, I should say. Um, I was super excited about it. I was the only supervisor there. And um, of course there were delays. Um, it was a hockey team, uh, a children's hockey team with a bunch of hockey moms there and they were at the bar for way, way, way too long. Um, the, the parents, not, not the kids. Yes. The parents, the the moms, the hockey moms were at the bar for a really long time. So the captain comes out and usually it depends on the captain. He makes the announcement and lets me know what's going on. There's a maintenance issue. Um, so I just verbatim say exactly what the captain said, you know, cause there are a lot of words sometimes that I am not familiar with when it comes to specific parts and stuff. So I verbatim said what he said. And this one lady just did not like the answer and got in my face, probably like two inches away, wanted to fight me. Um, so many, yeah. So customers had to get in between us. And the only thing in my mind that I'm thinking is I want to get a supervisor so bad, but I can't. It's only me. <laughs> and so I had coworkers behind me and they were like, ma'am, you can't. So long story short, you know, customers had to call the police and she behaved after that point. And then another, like all the other drunk hockey moms came up and apologized for her. And then my favorite is at the end of that, when everybody gets to board the plane and everybody's going, they're like, thank you so much. You were so wonderful. And I was like, after you guys have been yelling at me for hours. (laughs) So yeah, that was one that was a little crazy. I'm trying to think. Speaking of the two-faced customers, one of my favorites is the lady that checked in at the counter and was very rude. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'll set this up a little bit. Um, the airline that Natalie works for is a small, it has a smaller station in Nashville. Mm-hmm. They're big in other parts of the country, but it's a small station in Nashville. So Nashville's position, her position at Nashville. I do a um, little bit of everything. Airport, she has to do a little bit of everything. The check-in counter, the gate. So a lot of times you're going to see the same person at both places or baggage claim, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Yeah. So this one lady was super rude at the ticket counter while we were checked while she was checking in. I think this was during the mask phase too. Yeah. So, you know, you didn't really recognize people too well, but she was very, very rude. Um, and I was just like, okay, you know, cut the customer service face on. And then I go to the gate. And so she, <laughs> she ends up coming to the gate to try to get an upgrade. And I was like, you don't know who I am. <laughs> 
because she's acting so nice and kind <laughs> and it's like oh my gosh I love your shirt like blah 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 and I'm like you don't remember me <laughs> and so I thought yeah. that was hysterical I was like we no you gotta be nice to everybody honey <laughs> not, not, especially when no it's the same person <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh and we it, that doesn't work like walking up to the gate agent never works for an upgrade does it I mean, so it kind of does. It depends. Um, a, first and foremost, here's a little pro tip. Always be nice. <laughs> 98% of the time we're dealing with people that are yelling at us, saying that, you know, they purchased a seat that maybe they didn't purchase when we look in their reservation and they're yelling like, you know, I need this, I need this, I need this. Rather than, hey, how are you? Um, I hope your day's going well. And it's like, oh my gosh, wow. Okay. Somebody's being like, <laughs> kind um some people bring us like dollar tree chocolates you know like a little bag of chocolates and they're just like i know you go through a lot here you go thank you for your job and it's like wow okay and then in in my you know i'm gonna do anything i can just to thank you for that kind gesture Mm -hmm. um i've had people where they're like do you want a starbucks do you want like a a coke i know you can't Um. leave often do you want a water like do you want anything and 99% of the time, we're not going to take people up on the offer. But just having being offered is just so kind. So yeah. I'll, wow. I'll do my best to either upgrade you or give you an aisle seat or, you know, whatever you That's want. So if we have it available, I'll do it. <laughs> now, obviously, you're going to find some gate agents and ticket agents that aren't very kind. But <laughs> I think it's just because they get so jaded over time. Yeah. For yeah, good reason. Sure. Yeah, yeah. For, for yeah. good reason. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember... We were in Brazil and I was trying to get an upgrade because we were coming back to the States. And I tried to like putting tears in my in my not. eyes and I was oh like trying to give a sob story and it didn't work. So, but I'm glad to know that chocolate. Is, chocolate is the key to chocolate an upgrade. Is the key. Yeah. So don't, don't pay hundreds. Just go get a $3 bag of chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> it's either that or we always, when we are even traveling, I always take $5 Starbucks gift cards with us mm, to either for nice. in-flight because if you're already on the plane and there are some seats available and you schmooze with the uh, flight attendants, mm-hmm. they're more likely to possibly give you an upgrade if they have availability and then they bypass putting it in the system. Mm-hmm. So nobody really knows technically that you were in one of those big, bigger seats. Sweet. I'm going to try that. But- I mean, we like <laughs> truthfully, like I, I have done my time in customer service. Like I have cleaned the toilets. I have waited tables mm-hmm. and bus tables. Like I know what it's like to be on the customer service. And so I do try to always be nice to people, but those are like nice little perks yeah. like, or nice little ideas that how else can we show them one that we're genuinely thankful and treat them well, mm-hmm. but too, like, hey, maybe this could have but, a. But nice I even think that's effect. good practice for anything besides the airport. I mean, yeah. not. I mean, I, I probably am not going to carry chocolate around everywhere I go and like hand it to <laughs> everybody. Melted chocolate bar. Yeah, <laughs> but but I feel like that's a really good attitude to go forward. Of you know, just um, being nice and being like thinking of those people, thinking of them while they're doing their job. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, I know people like you. You get you put up with crap all the time. Like, I, I mean, I think I already said this, but this week alone, Nashville got hit by a crazy storm. Again, Nashville gets more storms than anybody thinks. Tennessee gets crazy mm-hmm. weather. And I want to say that every flight was delayed for you or something crazy. And it just looked like your life was a mess that night. Oh, it was, it was crazy. We had, so we only have one gate at in Nashville. And since everything was Her delayed, airline. yeah, my airline, Um, So since everything was delayed, we just had so many people coming up to us like every five minutes, not even then, every like two minutes after we would make an announcement and say, this is a weather delay. 
It's due to lightning. Um, we'll let you guys know when we know more. So depending on the airport, you have to have, I think it's like 10 miles out needs to be the last lightning strike. And it needs to be 10 miles out. And also we have to wait 15 minutes from the last lightning strike. So even mm -hmm. if it is 10 miles out, there's lightning, we have to wait, you know, 15 minutes or so. Um, and people would just constantly come up and ask like, so do you have any idea when it's going to, when we're going to go? And I'm like, I don't it's lightning ma'am and then we would then i would be like can i help the next person no but like really like you to me and then they'd like wink they're like girl to girl do you know when we're girl gonna to go girl. and i'm like no i don't i'm not lying i don't i don't know and on top oh of that gosh. it was uh you know it was taylor swift weekend here in nashville oh, oh, yeah. uh, with oh, all no. of that so it was it was a record number of travelers uh, traveling through the Nashville airport like on Sunday. They put out a post on Instagram like this is the most yeah. people I mean, we've ever had, and yeah. it was. And then there were multiple yeah. FAA ground stops where no flights in or out. Um, yeah, it was a mess. Yeah, we had so we back to it. We have one gate. My airline has one gate and one ramp crew. So we're scheduled for one plane in, one plane out, one plane in, one wow. plane out. And we had four planes on the ground. So people were sitting on the tarmac for hours on end that couldn't oh, get into no. the gates because all of the gates were full. It was just a complete mess. And then, you know, captains are calling upset and we're like, wait, I, we, what do you want us to do, sir? Yeah, I can't so do much. It, was, it was a lot. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so obviously job has some, some downsides. But I'm going to guess that you put yourself mm -hmm. through all that because, one, there's flexibility in it. You get great hours. And, two, yes. does it come with travel perks? Can I ask that? Like, do you guys get to fly your airline for free? Or what does that look like? Absolutely. So, yes, that is the reason why I work this job. So it was funny during those delays on that night, I literally texted Matt and I said, free flights, free flights, free flights. And he was like, just keep repeating that in your head when you're in moments like this. So, yeah, with my airline, we get free flights. With all of the other airlines that we have a partnership with, we just pay taxes and fees. So, for instance, domestically, we could probably go to California on another airline for, I think it's like $48 per person. Round trip. Round trip. Yes, somewhere. Yeah, we, we'll have about maybe, depends on the airline and, you know, that kind of stuff. But it'll usually be between 100 and $200 round trip for us to fly to like West Coast or something. And then like we're going to <clears throat> Ireland this month and for two people round trip, it's $335. Mm -hmm. yeah. Stop. That's yeah. awesome. Chris, I'm yeah. going to get yeah. a job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've heard those now we, airlines are great. Now we are, uh, you know, you are flying standby or non-rev as they would say. So there's obviously the chance you don't get on the plane, Yeah. but we've only had that happen. It's only been a couple of times. It just makes travel a lot, a, a lot more stressful when you're at the airport and you're like, are we going to get on? Are we going to get on? Yeah. Maybe not. We're going to, we might have to run across the airport and try to catch this other flight out. But that's, that's another the one of the benefits part. is if you don't get on, I mean, we can, we can book any flight within an hour of departure time and try to go get on it. Um, oh, so like wow. we're at the airport and we don't get on one. We see another one leaving in an hour and 10 minutes. We we'll hop that. on the phone, book it, run over to that gate, try to get on that one and wow. rinse and repeat until you get where you need to go. Yeah. yeah. Wow. wow. So, do so you... totally worth it. It's totally worth it. Oh yeah. I guess totally mm -hmm. worth I, the, I... the craziness. So are you, when you're traveling, are you taking just carry on or are you bringing luggage with you as well? Checking luggage. So, 
about yeah. 95% of the time we are carry on only. Um, we'll okay. have our backpacks with all our camera gear and stuff, carry on with, you know, clothes. And that's pretty much all we travel with. We, we went for 12 days on a Mediterranean cruise in October and packed carry ons only for that. When you say that you can book a flight with an hour, you know, lead time, you know, I, I'm just wondering if you go to the airport, you get bumped. You know, if you had checked your bag, do they give you your bag mm -hmm. back? Okay. Oh, they, they do? Yeah, your, your bag so will be depends. going. Yeah, typically. It depends. So if it's international, it won't be going at all. Yeah. Um, but if it's domestic, it probably will go. Um, and then at that point, you decide not to go at all. Then you, you got to get your bag. So it's a lot more complicated when you check bags. Mm -hmm. um, if, if we're going... What have we done before with big trips? We we have taken bags before we, and checked them. Yeah, when them. we when we went to uh, Alaska in 2021, we checked bags for that one because it was mid May, so it was still pretty cold. Packing winter clothes and carry ons can be difficult, so we were like, "All right, we're going to take our chances." And it was a longer <clears throat> trip, so even if the luggage came later or you know was early, we would still be able to. Yeah, and we and we knew it. we were going. It was just like okay will the bags make it first or will we make it first kind mm -hmm. of thing? Like, so it was just, gotcha. yeah, one of those situations. That's yeah. good. That's actually really cool to know. I would have thought that you may or may not ever see them again. Yeah. Cause that's always one of my things. And maybe this is a good question to ask you, Natalie is what is it like to check a bag there? Like, do you have tips? Do you guys use air tags or what are the other things people put in their bags? Like air the tags tiles or, or tiles or something like that. Yeah. Cause I just imagine it's chaos in the back end where you, once you drop your bag off, like you see the videos, people just like tossing it. I don't know. Like, do you have any mm -hmm. tips of not getting your luggage lost? <laughs> yeah, so they definitely don't um, handle your bag as you would. Let's just say it like that. Um, I have seen so many crazy things where I'm like, if somebody was filming you right now, like, you'd be in trouble. Um, so, yeah, I definitely recommend tiles or air tags in your bag. We even yep. put them in our carry-on bag. So, you know, internationally, our bags are a little big for the international carry-on size. But we usually gate just check gate check sometimes. those. But I want to make sure <laughs> okay. it's still on the plane. So we do have those air tags. I also recommend having your name and phone number and email on the inside of your bag as well as the outside. Oh, so, for instance, tip. if that tag gets ripped off, we still know whose bag this is when we open it up and we go, oh my gosh. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes if, you're, if your bag is lost um, and you have no identification on the inside, it's really hard to re it, like get your bag to you because they don't know even whose it is. Some people don't have prescriptions in there. It's just clothes yeah, and shoes. The only way to figure out then is to go through their personal belongings and try to find a name on something mm -hmm. and uh, figure out whose bag it is. <clears throat> yeah. So I always, always recommend a luggage tag on the inside as well as the outside. It depends on the hard luggage, but I've definitely seen a lot more cracked hard luggage because of the force and, um, brutality <laughs> that the baggage office, you know, does down there. So it just depends. Well, and a lot of people don't realize like being a musician, you know, I'm traveling with instruments and delicate things a lot of times. And I have some friends who are brave enough to check them, but once they travel with me, they're usually not going to do that anymore because I explained <laughs> to them, it's many times not the people that are going to damage them. There are big mechanical arms and drops that they're going off. Like it's just part of the system yeah. um, that, if it just lands the wrong way, you know, that could be a headstock on a guitar broken off. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, just realizing like, yeah, I mean, the people are rough on them. It can be rough on them depending yeah. on who's dealing with them. But just the system in general is yeah. rough on luggage. Yeah. yeah. Day checking That's, is your friend. Yeah. That's the one time we've ever 
it's probably happened two or three times we've ever gotten not mad but like flustered with the gate attendants is that oh. we some when we were going on a longer trip we'll take a pelican case for our camera gear mm-hmm. and they don't know what it is and so like if we're boarding you know usually we're in the cheap seats so we're boarding last and things are not going well and they like try to take it out of our hand like you have to check this I'm like no i'm not checking this this is like you know yeah it's all camera equipment and all that and, and we just say we'll just say the word lithium batteries and that seems like, to scare okay. everybody <laughs> off um, a little bit there you but, go yeah yeah <laughs> That's a pro tip in itself right there, guys. That's yeah. a pro tip right yeah. there. It's got lithium in it. Yeah. Well, and it, <laughs> they said, we'll figure out how to put it on the plane. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. They have. They have. They'll put it like in the, like one time we were the last people boarding and they put it in the flight attendant's coat closet thing. They just yeah. like stuffed it in there. And there was, those were actually really kind people. But yeah, that is the only time yeah. I've ever gotten frustrated. Is well, and I, and I think we've had our luggage go missing on one trip and it was before it was we, spirit and i know it, you don't work for spirit so okay I'm just going right, i wasn't gonna even name drop here. the airline <laughs> sarah is still bitter about this i will we, not fly I, <laughs> I do remember we so the spirit airlines lost our luggage and we were like that's fine so we went to target we bought clothes all our clothes were in there and we waited two or three days we were in san diego and we still had had not heard one thing from Spirit Airlines on where our luggage was. Mm-hmm. And then we finally... Let's be clear. This was a direct flight from Seattle to LA. Yeah. So there's only so many places it could go. <laughs> and uh, well, apparently it went somewhere else. But um, so... <laughs> they ended up in Vegas is what they told I us. Think so, I think so. But I went to... We were le- getting ready to leave San Diego to go back to Seattle where we were living at the time. And I went into the office and I said, hey, you have those little stickers that you put on the, the luggage. Like what... Why can't you just use that to track it? And the attendant told me, he said, we just put those on there to make you feel safe. They don't actually do anything. And so. <laughs> so. And that's when I decided I'm never flying Spirit again. <laughs> wow. so is, is, is that true? Is that, but is, do those barcodes really not mean anything? I think that's a Spirit thing. <laughs> no, well, it, I think it depends on the airport, but most of the time that tells the system down below, like as soon as we put it on the bag belt, it's like a crazy system inside the airport. So it'll go through TSA and all that jazz, but they do have scanners and it kind of lets the scanners know where to go. So, uh, and also for me, if the big tag is ripped off, I can look at the small one and go, oh, here's your bag tag number. Let me put it in the system. Okay. So I don't know exactly um, why he said that, but I we use them all the time. I don't know. <laughs> okay. okay, good. It just was, makes yeah. you feel safe. For, it does. For a little hint that she doesn't work for spirit. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I I wanted to say, I, I can say this because no, you don't work for spirit. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Some airlines are definitely I, better than others. Yeah. I would have quit then. Yeah. They're not okay. all created equally. But for we, sure. we are pretty close right. to spirit um, ticket counter. And that is always some TV drama. I'm like, do we get popcorn right now so we can watch all of it going down at the ticket counter? Oh yeah. my gosh. We should do that on Friday night forever board. Just go sit out there and watch the, the gate agents. I think spirit. we would probably get just sad. We can get there. We can sit there and just watch. Yeah. I don't know if I'm up for so that. Funny. I mean, it would, it would be like true TV, you know, that's exactly. Yeah. It'd be yeah. better than cable. Yeah. Better. All right. So we've, we've talked about the good and the bad of airlines. How many countries have you guys been to? I know you've done 50 States. How many places have you gotten to visit from your flexible schedules and airline perks? Um, with the airline perks, we've, we've only done like 15 in all. And I think about probably a, probably around 10 or 12 of those have been since she worked for the airline and used uh, her airline perks to see the countries. Yeah. And it's, it's tough. Cause we, like we said, our trips are 
are pretty quick a lot of times. Um, we hope one day we will have the uh, luxury to travel a little slower. Mm -hmm. um, but we also know right now our, we're not going to let our current situation stop us from seeing things. Yeah. Um, so we always encourage people. We're like, look, even if you have a long weekend, go see something. Like our motto for the past like year and a half has been, it's better to see something once than hear about it a thousand times, yeah. no matter how short that moment may be. Um, obviously, you know, everywhere we go, it's like, all right, we can't wait to come back here and spend, mm -hmm. you know, two weeks or whatever. Um, so it makes it tough, all that to say, it makes it tough to see, you know, travel overseas, but we've gotten to where about once a quarter, we'll do a Monday through Friday, Friday Europe trip or oh, something wow. like that. Like, Last month we did Lisbon, Portugal. We flew flew out on Monday, got there Tuesday morning, spent Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and flew out Friday morning and came home. Wow. Yeah. Um, but we were we we were exhausted, <laughs> energized, it. all the things like we talked about earlier. But yeah. but you know we have that luxury of paying such little for flights that it's it feels like you're you know, going domestic. Sometimes. Yeah. So if yeah, you if you're spending, wise. I understand if you're spending a fortune for flights, it's like you're not going to go for three days. But mm -hmm. for us, we're like. Let's do it. Let's take full advantage of these benefits while we have them. Um, so, yeah, we, we've gotten to where we're not too scared anymore to just jump over. Like we did Christmas markets in December the same way. Jumped over to Germany Monday for, through for Monday through oh Friday gosh. and came wow. home. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so cool. You guys make it sound like flying across the Atlantic is nothing. To me, I'm still like, oh, my gosh. Like every yeah. time I do it, it sounds so exhausting. <laughs> we're, so, we're also the ones that uh, her first year working for the airlines um, – we decided she, for her birthday, I was going to be out of town. I was on tour. So we we're like, all right, we got to do something like early for your birthday or something. So I was like, what do you want to do? She's like, I would love a good Italian food. And we were like, Boston has good Italian food. Oh. Like, cause we were at that time we were still like, we had to be home. Like literally. So we, we flew out that morning, had lunch in little Italy, flew out that afternoon back home. So we were That's like, pretty cool. Jumped up oh, to Boston for lunch. And came home, and that was her birthday celebration Just, that year. Yeah, so, going to Boston. <laughs> wow, That's pretty cool. What a cool life, guys. So, why? All right, you said that in the middle of the pandemic, 2020, you were like, you know what? We're just going to start traveling and documenting, right? For for YouTube. So, I mean, why? Like, why? Why are you documenting and putting on YouTube and inviting people along on your adventures? And then, because you could be doing this and not document and not have a blog and all of this, and you could just still do what you're doing. So, why? Why put it out there into the world? Well, I think for us, we a lot of our friends and family always knew that we would travel and we would research the crap out of whatever destination we were going to. So we would just get questions constantly to help people plan their trips or what our recommendations are. And it was like, okay, maybe we could just streamline this <laughs> and do something <laughs> where we can help people in the process as well. And like document, cause for us, there are home movies. Mm -hmm. So we love, you know, we haven't looked back on a lot of them, but it is like a little piece in time of our lives. And so we kind of were like, if nobody else watches, like for us, this would just be really cool. Um, then we also have a blog, which definitely helps. And it goes into way more detail for recommendations and stuff. But I think that was where it started. Yeah. And then we were <clears throat> furloughed from our jobs in 2020. And we were like, perfect. Wow. We get to learn all of these things that we've wanted to learn, like editing video and yeah. how to even make a website and all of these things. So we just tried to use that time to kind of fuel our passion yeah, for it. Yeah, because we had wanted to start a uh, travel vlog and blog for years. Um, I started our Instagram account, I think it was 2015 when I started Adventures of Matt and that we Instagram dating. when we were 2015? dating. 2015? Um, wow. Yeah, 2015. Wow. Um, and it would just be, a, a, you know, we, so 
backstory. Yeah. We dated long distance for five and a half years. Um, I was in Greenville, South Carolina. She was in Gainesville, Florida. So we, anytime we were together, it was, it wasn't like just a normal dating relationship. It was, we get together and we go do fun things, you know, cause we're only mm-hmm. together for three to five days every month or so. Um, so it turned into, I was like, well, let's start an Instagram account. And just, it was, you know, taking, just documenting our fun that we had once a month. Um, and then, so take that. We always kind of had that desire deep down in us. And then 2020 hit and it was like, okay, we finally have the time to hop off the hamster wheel of life that yeah. we've been on for the last you know, decade or so and say, okay, when we come out of this hard reset, do we want it to look exactly like it did before it or do we want something to change? And we decided that travel and traveling together was a big part of what we wanted it to look different and mm-hmm. documenting it was it was selfish because we love documenting it and have, like Natalie said, having those home movies. And also um, we knew it would be so helpful to, like Natalie said, so many people that would ask us, you know, when we would finish a trip pre-documenting, they would ask us all the tips, all the tricks, want to see yeah. our photos, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's kind of where, how we landed where we're at now. That's sort of why we started our channel too. I mean, like YouTube was for us, it was going to be memories. Like our mm-hmm. first video was not for memories. Like it was just a band tour. We thought, why not? Like we spent years mo- or months making this thing. We'll upload mm-hmm. it to YouTube. And then it just, we wanted to keep uploading because it was memories. It's the fun stuff. And that keeps us enjoying making the content. Because I think if it were just for the business side of it, we'd probably get pretty bored pretty fast. But the YouTube stuff, we keep creating because we love it. And it's so fun to look back at those memories. So you guys blog too. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. It's yeah. exhausting. Yeah. I mean, so I, I do love all it. of the I do all of the blog writing and all of the photos and photo editing, all of the copywriting and Natalie does I've tried to take as much off of her plate as possible so she can focus just on focus just on video editing. Wow. Um yeah, so then I do all the try to do as much of everything else as I can. We're opposite. Chris does the video editing, I do pretty much everything else. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. Teamwork. <laughs> it makes it, it makes it happen, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, so let's not, like yep. let's talk about that. I mean, people see YouTube and it's kind of flashy, you know, or Instagram and it's really flashy. I don't think we've talked to anybody yet um, that has a blog. And, you know, I mean, we we have a blog and we're that's something that we're actively trying to grow and, and do. Um, but I feel like you guys, you kind of already hinted at it, that you you have a blog for as a resource for to helping people travel and do that. But why, like, why did you start a blog? I mean, besides that, I mean, why did you think, oh, let's do a blog and not just strictly YouTube or just strictly Instagram? Well, I think for both of us, when we research for a trip, we use both of those resources. So for, you know, it's easy when I'm at work or maybe not at work, um, (laughs) scrolling through and reading about blogs. Because what's funny is the computers at work only allow travel-related things. Um, So you can't really look up anything else. YouTube is not allowed, but I can look up blogs. So I'm like scrolling through. Yeah. um, So, well, it depends. If I go on that blog a lot, then they restrict it. So I have to vary. I have to limit it. Um, Vary it a little bit. Yeah, you know, so Um, so hopefully they're not listening. But um, so, yeah, blogs were a huge resource for me and obviously YouTube content, too. So it was like any way that we can help others travel um, was kind of our goal. Yeah. And and vlogs are the fun side of it. Kind of like you said, they're the shiny fun thing of it. The YouTube side Um, blogs are where you get down in kind of the the deeper parts of traveling can really, you can just explain things so much uh, clearer and more concise in a, you know, a blog where you've had time to sit down and edit it and make sure it's right compared to in the moment you're experiencing something. It's like, 
you know, I don't know how, I can't remember how much this costs or where we bought the tickets from or yeah. all of those things. So it's like in the blog, you get to do that backend research um, and kind of then put it in a written format. So almost all of our blogs um, are just a more in-depth version of our YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, so great. it's a lot, lots of itineraries. Um, you know, we, we've got some packing lists, that kind of stuff, but most of the time it is a direct reflection of, the YouTube video, just more in depth. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's our goal. I'm not, I'm not as advanced as you guys in the blogging. Like I'm, it's always put on the back burner, but I know it has so much potential and I find them so helpful. Like that's where I go. Pinterest to look at blog posts mm -hmm. is where mm -hmm. I go to find yeah. out travel yeah, and that, information. And we're in the same boat trying to get out, like grow ours. Cause we've been consistently posting for God. Well, since uh, beginning of 2021, January, 2021, wow. we've been posting pretty consistently um, but it has been interesting since Google owns, you know, YouTube. Mm -hmm. So when you have some stuff that's correlating, it definitely helps yeah. because then you already have that presence on YouTube. When you have a blog that's named the same thing, it starts helping out the, the SEO yeah, on but, it. But this yeah. year was the first year we really kind of were like, okay, what's our goal for this year? Mm -hmm. And one of those big goals was to make the blog a bigger part of our mm -hmm. um, travel content creation and uh, get more eyes on it. Mm -hmm. um, so that was when we started promoting to getting, we hired a Pinterest uh, person to promote all of our stuff and post wow. everything on Pinterest. Um, so I just, you know, send him the photos, send him the, the links to the blogs and he handles helping us get stuff pinned to Pinterest. Cause there's wow. just, I mean, you guys yeah. know, there's so many things that we would all love to do, <laughs> but that you only have so much time in the day. Yeah. So. That's why we were shocked. Y'all were having, y'all had a podcast. We like, yeah, so like, are we? Are so are we? We're completely shocked. <laughs> I, I know, every day, I'm like, what the heck are we doing? Like, we need one more. We wake thing up right and we're now. just shaking uncontrollably. Like, <laughs> no, no. For us, like, uh, first of all, I'll go back to the blog. Yeah, blogging. I that's been one of our goals is to grow it. But I've been posting, I think, semi consistently since like what November. <laughs> so got a lot of ways yeah. to go well, to keep up with you guys. But um, I actually love it. I love writing. Like I love video creating. Like I was a photographer before we ever did YouTube. So like I love the visual. But uh, as photos are sort of a dying medium, I think blogging gives you gives me that opportunity to kind of use those photos mm -hmm. and write about it and. It also helps retain the information too. So, mm -hmm. um, and I yeah. love that you said that it brings context because I mean, even I'm just thinking of our last video that we published as of this recording. Our we did a Tulum video, mm -hmm. and there was an entire segment that we cut out just because it didn't make sense in the story, and you're just trimming it out. But it had some context in there, and then somebody, some YouTube commenter, like said, "Well, you must have not did this. You didn't do that right." Blah blah. blah. And we had, but. <laughs> I'm like, I, mm -hmm. it just didn't fit the story. And so, but if we you yeah. know, put that in the blog and add in context, yeah. I'll get to that blog here in the next couple of weeks, Lord willing. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. I'm always behind. Just add it to the pile of things on your to-do list. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, like we need one more thing. But the podcast has been fun. I feel like for us, it fills that void that sometimes YouTube and blogging lacks, which is people um, and in-depth. Mm -hmm. Like we, like the blog is really in-depth for information. But I feel like the podcast is giving us that chance to pick people who we are interested by and we can invite them on and just like finally have that conversation we've always wanted to have with them. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of filling that void of people. Yeah. And so that's kind of why we took on one more project yeah. that pertains to this conversation. So it, let's. It makes sense. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. We'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. So let's. <laughs> 
let's go back to you guys. Let's talk about like, all right, so you're traveling, you're doing, you have this overarching goal of doing these cr crazy things before you die, or uh, it's a, a thousand and one things. Is that what it is? Thousand, 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 thousand places to see before you die. Yep. With that, like why, like why choose that theme? Like why, why do that? Um, well, I had to convince Matt for a really, really long time. <laughs> I I saw this book in a bookstore in Key West and I was like, I was, you know, just scrolling through and a lot of the stuff that we did in our 50 states, obviously we only got to see a tiny, tiny portion of the state, but it was so cool to find the little pockets that you would never have found. And some of the only reasons why we found them was because we would have to do multiple states on one trip since we were part-time, um, you know, because that here's this big, big, beautiful, famous thing that is in this state, but we've had to find like the little gems that not a lot of people maybe knew about just to make it fit with our, our itinerary. Mm -hmm. Um, and that those were in the book. And so when we were flipping through, I was like, I kind of am trusting this person's recommendations. Cause a lot of the stuff we did <laughs> was in this book as well. And I don't know, I just really love having something that other people can join us on. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of people have bought those, those books and they're checking off as many of the things that they oh, want to cool. do as well. Yeah, the what we learned with the 50 states in a year, the in a year part was probably um, more of the business marketing side of it. People want to join in and see um, rejoice with you if or, you uh, if yeah, you, you fail. make it happen or, you know, celebrate if you fail, if they don't like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way, yeah. As long as they're watching our videos, I don't care. Um, <laughs> That's not true, <laughs> Matt. Those thumbs down help the analytics. I'm like, yeah. come on, bring it. Don't tell yeah. them that. Yeah. It's true. It's like people, YouTube wants to see people interacting, good or bad. I'm like, it's bring true. it. Just come on. It's comment. True. Comment with your hate. <laughs> yeah, comment with your hate. <laughs> but yeah, then after the, the 2021 year of 50 states in a year, we kind of spent 2022 just kind of figuring out what was next getting all of the backlogged content from 2021 yeah. uh out um and then we yeah it took natalie about two or three probably three months of convincing to to convince me that the thousand places to see before you die was, was like it's so many that's yeah, a actually, lot actually it was longer than that because because it was in may that we found the book when we were on a key west trip and it was October or November before I got on board and was like, okay, let's do it. Mm -hmm. I had to remind myself and I had to sell it to myself of like, okay, we're not saying we're going to see all 1000 of these places. We're going to word this as we're going to see as many of the 1000 places as we can. Um, so for that, it made it easier for me to <laughs> wrap my head around this. Cause when you just look at a thousand places on paper, you're like, there's no chance we finish this in our lifetime, but nice. we're going to, we're going to attempt to. I love it. I love it. I think it's genius, even from like a marketing perspective. Like it's, I mean, not even marketing, but like from a content perspective, like you guys have a thousand video ideas perfectly laid out for you. I, th I saw you guys do it. I was like, they're so smart. Yeah. Like there's no more brainstorming. Like what, what should we do? What should we film next? Like you yeah. guys have it. Like so I think that's so smart. We instantly went out and picked up the book too. We're like, you know, <laughs> no, we're just we going to rip it off. <laughs> hey, come on. It'll be fun. You guys join. No. no, but I think it's so smart and I'm excited to follow it. So um, can we ask like what of those thousand places you guys have on the agenda already planned out? Like what's coming up? Is Ireland going to have any of those places? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we okay. planned for Ireland, what, in 2020? Yes, yeah, in 2020, <laughs> we originally planned to go to Ireland in May of 2020. Obviously, we know what happened there. Yeah. That all got canned. So this is finally a redemption, a redemption for trip. our 2020 yeah. Ireland plans. But yeah, Ireland and a lot of the places that we'll be visiting on our Ireland trip are in the book. So 
all, you know, we're going to have anywhere from four to probably seven videos from our Ireland uh -huh. trip. And they'll all be tied into this 1,000 places to see before you die. I love it. Yeah. We watch a lot of yours, your videos <clears throat> oh, on yeah. Ireland. So thank you. Oh. Yeah, on the, uh, oh gosh, those are so old. Those yeah. like a, that was a year into YouTube for I, us. Man, those, that, <laughs> Don't talk about those. No, actually, they're not. They're not no, our worst. We, we, <laughs> like that series. That was our very first time going international since doing YouTube, and that and we picked the week before COVID picked, to go. Yeah, it was the week before COVID. And so we have this like weird memory attached to Ireland that we loved our time there, but it kind of got tainted by, I remember being in this little pub and this guy, who was like, Charlie got the COVID and I'm like, oh crap, Sarah, like we've got to get out of here. Real. This is real. And like, and so we, I, I always, loved Ireland. We, we loved Ireland and I always feel like how we always look back like at our, it weird, yeah. weirdly. Yeah. yeah. Ireland, we loved it, but I feel like it just, I feel like we got cheated. But nobody, it's not anybody's fault. The world no. just sort of shut down, but We'll live vicariously yeah. through you guys and see if we can yeah. get better. Like we have good memories of Ireland, but I think it's also like, oh my gosh, I never want to go back to that time. If anybody yeah. can relate, like I, I, I will say, if you're able to go, yeah. pay the money yep. to pet a sheep, little baby sheep. It's well worth the money. So yeah, three euros. Okay, well worth it. Okay, good to know. <laughs> anyway, do we have any other questions we want to ask? Um, I feel like we could talk forever, but we're just gonna have to come up to Nashville and hang out or something. Yeah. And you guys, wait, you guys were in Chattanooga somewhat recently. We saw your video on it. Yeah, yeah, we did Chattanooga in early fall, late. It was like September. Uh, we were, we did our videos are typically because of our uh, part time uh, work schedule or our work schedules. It makes it hard to travel enough to get content. So we travel. We're a little know, backlogged. Yeah, we're about six to eight weeks usually backlogged on content, if not sometimes more. Um, so. It's great for many, you know, for, you know, not having to be stressed of like, oh, crap, we've got to scramble and get a video together. Um, it's frustrating because our videos are so like, like our Christmas videos, we wanted them to be out obviously before Christmas. Well, we traveled two weeks before Christmas and it was after Christmas before they came out. So obviously people aren't looking up Christmas videos in January. So, <laughs> well, I think you're looking at this wrong. You guys said backlog. I look at it as like, you guys are six or eight weeks ahead. That's true. Content. Yeah, like, no, this we're is... always running at the last <laughs> minute. So you guys are like, we're ready yeah. for Christmas 2023. Yeah, That's how I no, see it. This is great. And <laughs> Well, and let's go back to, let's talk about you being part-time, you know? I mean, because that's something I, I feel like a lot of people look on the outside and they get jealous. They're like, wow, you're, you're able to travel. I mean, you guys are putting in a ton of work. Mm. Um, obviously, you love it, like because otherwise, I don't think that you would put yourself through that much misery of working full-time jobs and then working another full-time job and then, you know, just doing all of this. And so why... If somebody's listening right now and they're like, all right, I, I want to do the travel thing part time. I mean, is there are there any practical steps that you would say, hey, like this is what we do and this is how you can travel part time. And then eventually, hopefully, mm -hmm. maybe you can do this full time. Um, yeah, I would say kind of Natalie touched on it earlier was it wasn't something that happened overnight for us. Um, we started this journey to being able to travel like we do um, in April of 2019. Um, which was when Natalie took her job with her, with the airline. And the only, I mean, obviously the paycheck was fine, but really the big reason we were like, yes, is because obviously the free flights, it was going to well, free us up to be able to travel more financially. It just wasn't possible before. Um, so we've spent, you know, the last however many years that is building our lives towards being able to do it. Um, so I would say anybody listening would be, 
you know, start looking at what that looks like for you and start making the moves to make that happen. And don't get frustrated when it doesn't happen overnight or even in, you know, six months time, a year's time. It all, it's going to take time, but it is 100% worth it um, when you finally start seeing all of these plans that you've been putting together finally starting to come together and make sense. Um, and that's kind of where we're finally getting to now is like, okay, this, uh, this is finally um, starting to make sense for us and our plan is coming together. So hopefully it doesn't fall apart on us. But also too, <laughs> but also too um, if somebody really loves their job and they just have weekends off, you really can see and do so much more than people realize. Mm-hmm. Um, even long weekends, taking off that Friday and, and leaving out and seeing something domestic, like America is absolutely beautiful. There's so much to see and do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So don't let the time limit you on what mm-hmm. you can see and do. That's yeah. where I would start. At yeah. Least. Cause that's a good point is, you know, not, not everybody is in a corporate job or nine to five that they hate. Many people are in jobs that they absolutely love, but they would like to incorporate travel into it. And I think that's a good point is realizing just capitalizing on those long weekends or whatever, rather than sitting at home, like saying, you know what? I might be a little bit uh, exhausted going into Monday uh, work week this coming week, but I'm going to have some incredible memories to take with me. Yeah, it re-energizes you. And also, too, like being a tourist in your own city can be really fun. Mm -hmm. Putting like that perspective change in your mind and seeing all the new restaurants maybe that you haven't gotten to eat at. Put those on your bucket list and just choose a weekend where you're going to do these fun activities that you maybe haven't done. You know, because when you live in a city, even in Nashville, we're guilty of it. We come home and we work. And we eat, we maybe hang out with friends and then we go back out. So a lot of people are asking, you know, for recommendations. And before we did all of our research for our next Nashville video, it was like, we, I don't know. Is this place still <laughs> open? We don't know. You know, so I, I recommend that people go out and even be a tourist in your own city because that, you know, yeah. the travel mm-hmm. cost is less on that one. Mm-hmm. I so agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what COVID mm-hmm. taught us. Like when everybody else... We were, we sold our van during COVID and we were building another one. Everybody hit the road summer of 2020 and we were stuck, but we were like, that was the summer of like discovering our own backyard, which sounds kind of cheesy, but we actually really loved it. Cause there are a ton of places that we had never, never been to that were 30 minutes from our house. So mm-hmm. there's some, there's some really good value in that. That's a good idea. Like the micro adventure kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So we should probably wrap this up. So I do want to ask, um, do you have any other questions? Cause yeah. ask them where they could find them online. Yeah, yeah. All right. So where can people find you guys online? Are you, what social media handles, website, that good stuff? Yeah. So um, our YouTube is our main platform. Uh, that's Adventures of Matt and Nat because um, our names are Matt and Natalie. So <laughs> um, very creative, right? You know, um, <laughs> um, Instagram is the same thing. I think all the platforms. All of the platforms. Instagram, TikTok, uh YouTube, yeah, all is Adventures of Matt and Nat. And our blog is adventuresofmattandnat.com. Yep. <laughs> you guys make it easy. E- easy enough, yeah. All right. We'll link everything down below, too, so people can find you easily. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this was so much fun, you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. You guys are amazing. We're so glad the, to, like, e-meet you, and hopefully we get to hang out. You guys yeah, are the, so cool. The next goal is to we'll do this it. in person. Yeah. Yeah. We'll make it happen. Nashville, Nashville's on the list. Nashville is on the list. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank, thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much for having us. Thanks for listening to What No One Tells You with Chris and Sarah. If you have a comment or question that you want answered on the air, be sure to send us a message to hello at chrisandsarah.com or you can call or text our phone number at 423-825-9572. Thanks for listening.